This is John Chandler with Radio Free Galisteo, and I am speaking with horror and dark fantasy writer Lucy Taylor. Lucy, hi, Lucy. First of all, welcome. Thank you. Secondly, how did you choose this genre? How did I choose this genre? Well, I think I had the good or bad fortune to be born into a family of crazy people. Mm, mm. My childhood was really scary and lonely, mm. and so it kind of came naturally. And it's also what I've always enjoyed reading. Okay. Uh, well, we, we can delve into your scary childhood <laughs> later. How many books have you written? I've written a total of seven books, and that includes collections. Mm-hmm. And about I've written over 150 short stories. And where where can people find your books currently? Generally speaking, on Amazon. Okay. Um, and my most recent book, of course, Desolation, is available. Well, it's available for local people here at Utopia, at La Tienda, and then of course on Amazon in a hardback, paperback, and ebook. Okay, let's talk about Desolation. Okay. Your latest novel. What's it about? Well, Desolation is a horror Western. It's the first and so far the only one I've ever written. I didn't really understand that horror Westerns are a genre, subgenre, all their own. They're very popular. I didn't even know this. And, um, but I have a, an editor in Dublin, Ireland, who contacted me a couple of years ago, and she said, how would you feel about writing a horror Western for our Welcome to the West series? And I thought, well, you know, I've never done that. I know nothing in particular about the West, but that sounds like it could be really interesting. So I said, sure, I'll do it. And uh, that's how I came to write Desolation. Well, you must be somewhat familiar with the West. You live here. Well, it's, indeed, uh, but I've yeah, never been You're in Santa Fe. I am, you're yeah, right. Uh-huh. I'm not entirely starting from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you find the biggest challenge to... Uh, and, well, first of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about Desolation? Okay. Well, when I sat down to write Desolation, I knew really only three things. I knew my protagonist was a woman, she was a lesbian, and she was on a wagon train traveling with the hope of reaching Santa Fe, where she would hope to be reunited with her lover. Mm. So I knew I had that. And starting from that, I just I did a lot of research into wagon trains because I didn't know much other than what I've seen on TV and movies, and especially women's role on a wagon train. I thought that would be very interesting, and I found it especially interesting that she's a lesbian, so not only is she a woman traveling alone, which in itself presents all sorts of difficulties, but she's got to have a backstory mm. to explain why she's here and who she is. So she's got that also to deal with. And uh, I, I just found that, for me, Ruth Ellen Abbott, that's her name, she was a very interesting character. What, uh, what, what, are, what are the dates? What are the, what's the time frame of this particular piece? Roughly just a few years post-Civil War. Okay. It's recent enough from the Civil War that on her wagon train, there are several um, veterans mm. who are heading, heading west to make a new start after the war. And this wagon train is following, I, I'm, I'm going to assume, and you can correct me, the Santa Fe Trail. It is, I think, is, you know, my memory fails me. Is there a Cimarron cut? I believe there is. But anyway, I, I researched it on a map, you know, and the wagon train she's on would stop at Santa Fe. It would continue going. Mm. But she wants to get off at Santa Fe because she's decided from... Everything she's heard that Santa Fe is a more open, 
kind of a wilder place and you got Indians and Mexicans and all kinds of people and she thinks she and her lover can blend in and live the life they want. It, it was already the city different back then. Indeed, mm. and she's got that down. All right. Uh, so that's your protagonist. That's where she's going. Mm-hmm. What's the, without giving away the farm here, what's, uh, <laughs> what's the horror element? Well, there is a supernatural element to it. There is an, I'm going to, let me see if I can remember how to pronounce this. Uh, I don't think I can, but it's a it's a skinwalker. Mm. It's a shape changer that's okay. on the wagon train, or at least it's it's either someone on the wagon train or someone pursuing the wagon train, and children start going missing. Ooh. So there are a lot of suspects, as you can imagine, and Ruth is a little bit suspicious to many people because she's friends with the Mexican Curandero, who is also on the train, and he got on the wagon train. Uh, at Fort, um, one of the forts they passed, and is a character that the white Christian upstanding people on the wagon train don't particularly care for. Mm-hmm. But they know that something really bad is happening because first one child and then a second child goes missing. That is scary. That is very scary. It, okay, so I'm not gonna. Uh, again, I don't want to. I don't want to give away the farm on this one. I give away the. The, uh, the secrets of the story, but what, what else do you want to relate about this? Well, what I like about Desolation, and I gave some thought to this because it was written entirely during the first of the pandemic. I started writing it in January, and so I wrote it entirely through the pandemic and mostly the lockdown, which was both good and bad. It was mixed, but what I, what I had to decide about Ruth Ellen Abbott, she's, she's a good person. She's, um, she obviously loves the children she's minding very much. She's an ethical person to a large degree. And she's a brave person because she could have stayed back in Chicago, which is where she's from. Her father basically gave her an ultimatum, either leave and never come back, or we're going to get you to marry whoever will have you. Mm. Because she was caught in her little romance with another woman. Ah. And that's why she accepted banishment rather than uh, just go along with the flow. But I also felt like Ruth Ellen Abbott had a, a small lust for power and control. And she's been treated pretty harshly all her life because of who she is. And so I've got her in a situation where she is tempted and powerfully tempted. And I had to ask myself, okay, how is this going to end? And I will leave that to your imagination. But I like stories where a more or less upstanding good person has an opportunity to really make a U-turn if they so desire. Their ambition gets the better of them, perhaps. Well, maybe their anger, their lust. Mm -hmm. She has some really bad things happen to her over the course of the story, and... um, and I, I, she's, she's a little bit bitter, I think, because hmm. she's treated badly, even though they don't know for sure that she's a lesbian. There's rumors, of course. And so she has every reason to have a desire for power in the world that she inhabits. Okay, the story is Desolation. It is available yes. through Amazon, and you can find it in Utopia. Utopia at La Tienda okay. here in uh, El Dorado. Let's shift gears. Where did you grow up? Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. 
South. The real South, the, the capital of the, the old South. <laughs> where they just tore down the Robert E. Lee statue. And let me tell you, I grew up two and a half miles from that statue. Big changes happening mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I lived in Northern Virginia for a while. Did you? Uh, but uh, you go down to Richmond, and it is—it's—it's—it's it's, it's different when you get down south, isn't it? it? Well, it is. It's different. It's different from the Deep South, mm-hmm. and it's—I think Richmond is different. At least the Richmond I remember. It's a very uh, what's the word I want? It's sort of um, it pretends to be an elite version of the South. Mm-hmm. It's the South with pretensions. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I'll make this really quick. You want to hear a joke? Sure. My favorite joke, and because I think it's so true, why do Southern girls not enjoy orgies? (laughs) Tell me why. Because they hate writing all those thank you notes. (laughs) I love that because it sums it up so beautifully. You can indulge in any sort of depravity you desire, but you've got to be polite about it. Oh, my goodness. That's, uh, (laughs) well... I, I will certainly not forget that one, and uh, I, I know a number of people who, who actually really enjoy that joke. Okay, uh, so Richmond, and, and you spent how long there? Too long. Um, I stayed there basically until I hit 30, and I moved to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. and No, I moved first to Tampa, Florida, and then to Fort Lauderdale. And from there, after about 10 years, I moved to... Boulder, Colorado, and from there to Pismo Beach, California, Wow! and from Pismo to here. The, the only reason I know Pismo Beach is because Bugs Bunny made a reference to it in, in one of the cartoons. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people tell me that. Yeah, I, I'm sure that's true. So for everyone's benefit who does not know about Pismo, tell us a little bit about your time there. Well, it's a charming little town. There was a lot to recommend it. It's, um, actually, it's not such a little town now. It's right on the beach. It's um, a little bit rural as you get outside of it somewhat. It's very close to San Luis Obispo. And I knew a lot of, uh, a lot of the professors that worked there at, at Cal Poly. Mm. And it's, it's a lovely little town, but it wasn't for me, I realized. It was too crowded and too expensive, and I wanted space. And that is what brought me to El Dorado. Yeah, well, there's plenty of space out here uh, in, in uh... <laughs> In Santa Fe and in New Mexico in particular. So, yeah, you've, you've certainly found that. I did. You moved west. Did your journey in any way, uh, is, 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 is your journey in any way reflected in desolation? Oh, that's a good question. I would say, well, and not really. The only way I would say that it does is reflected. I think there's a lot of me and Ruth Ellen Abbott, and she craves the open space. And I think in one passage, she thinks it would be like walking off the edge of the world to be a woman alone and just keep walking. Mm. And some of the other people on the wagon train, um, like the wife of the person she works for, express kind of a horror, a visceral horror of all that emptiness. Whereas Ruth Ellen kind of glories in it. And I can understand that. I, I think a lot of folks that come out here are looking for that exactly. I think so. So uh, I imagine you'll, you'll find a number of people uh, identifying oh, with, yeah. with her, her <laughs> desire for that kind of space yes. and openness. What's next? Oh, what's next? Well, I'm currently I'm working on a couple of short stories for anthologies. And one, I'm hoping to have wrapped up by Monday. I keep saying that. I've got to finish it. And then I'm going to get back to the novel that uh, I'm working on. 
Can you give us a, a preview? Of the, of the novel? Yeah. Sure. Um, well, it's tentatively titled When in the Presence of Demons. Mm. And I have a friend who um, is very interested in chinaling, chinaling the spirits of the dead. He doesn't do it, but he likes, he knows several people who presumably do. And I have my own thoughts about that. But there's a very famous chinaler in the book. And she, for various reasons that are questionable, invites just a very select few of her patrons to a very isolated section of northern Arizona where um, things get a bit out of control. And, well, there's just a lot of murder and mayhem. Uh, okay. And, uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and I imagine some supernatural horror in there somewhere. Oh, definitely. There's a visit to the land of the dead. Ah. I haven't quite written that part yet, but that's what one of the main major protagonists is after. Her son died, and she's willing to go to any lengths to uh, talk to him again, find oh. out who killed him. The land of the dead. Yeah. Somewhere further west of Santa Fe. Probably. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, Lucy, final thoughts. Uh-huh. Final thoughts. Well, on horror writing? Yeah, sure. Um, that, the world, that I mean, probably a lot of uh, inspiration from the world in oh, general. Oh, wow. how many hours you got? <laughs> I, I can't speak for everyone. I know a lot of people don't care for horror. Mm. But for myself, I think um, I write horror because it helps me make sense of the world, and it eases my anxiety about the world. Mm. I think writers can go into a, a plot and... Pretty much their god. They can do anything they want. Kill off whoever, whatever you want to do. And, um, and also explore. Explore the mindset of truly evil people, which I find fascinating. So I think that's a big draw with horror. It, it gives us a chance to explore the scary stuff. And that's certainly true for me. In, in the safety of your own home with, in, the, with the book in your hand. Presumably, yes, presumably. Yes, yes. Unless, unless you get the, the creepy crawlies from it. Indeed, and to explore the unknown. So again, the current novel out by Lucy Taylor is Desolation, available on uh, Amazon and also in Utopia, which is a, an eclectic little store yes, in uh, El Dorado just up the road from Galisteo, where we are at the moment in the lovely Quarter Mill Gallery, the home of Radio Free Galisteo. Lucy, thank you so much for being here. Oh, John, thank you for having me. This has been lovely. And uh, we'll, we'll have you back when your, your next uh, novel is ready. I will look forward to that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, you have been listening to Lucy Taylor, and I am John Shannon here on Radio Free Galisteo. Radio Free Galisteo is listener-supported, and I'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters for making today's program possible. You, too, can become a supporter of Radio Free Galisteo by going to www.radiofreegalisteo.com and clicking on our Patreon support button and following the instructions there. For Radio Free Galisteo, I'm John Shannon.